So you have to be more niche when you're starting out. And as you expand, you get into new territories, you're free to do more things from that. But I think that the key to success when you're starting, start with a niche, sub niche, if even better, a sub niche, master it, um, dominate that, and then go ahead and uh, branch out. Your success and growth all start in your mind. So get ready for another mind shift. Hey, and welcome to MindShift. If you're just discovering me, my name is Joshua Kangley, and this show is all about positivity, motivation, and inspiration. So stick around, because we have a very awesome guest on the show today, momentarily. Before we get to him, though, real quick, remember, if you're wondering, who in the heck is Joshua Kangley, go to hellomynameisjosh.com. There you can learn more about me, the books behind me, my show, my podcast, and much more. If you have any questions, email me at josh at hello, my name is josh.com. So any questions for me, the show, anyone who's been on the show, or if you think you know someone who should be on the show, email me josh at hello, my name is josh.com. Would love to talk with you and answer any questions you might have. Also, if you like the show, please subscribe and turn on notifications so that we can remind you of when a new show does drop. Really appreciate you guys so much, all the support. It's been an amazing journey so far. Amazing guests. Remember, we're just keeping the conversations going, providing resources, providing tools, providing inspiration. In a world right now where we need inspiration the most, that's what we do on this show. And I'm just so thankful for you coming along this journey with me. If you're listening to the audio version, say you're on the go and you love the audio version, that's cool. But also remember to go to YouTube Thursdays at 6 p.m. Central because that's when I do the live shows and I get to engage, answer questions. And also I usually have a topic I discuss as well live there on YouTube. And also Tuesdays, 6 p.m. Central as well, a new mind shift drops, a new mind shift, a new guest, a new episode. So tune in and watch the show there. Now on to our guest. We have on the show with us, George Mesa. This guy is an outstanding entrepreneur, and just wait, he is quick, he is insightful, and he knows what he's doing, and he'll tell you his business right now is booming, and there's a reason why. So this is a, going to be a very encouraging episode because we need that encouragement right now as entrepreneurs, as uh, you know, people getting back into the business, get back into the job market in transition. We need inspiration like this, and this young entrepreneur has it, and you're going to see and learn a lot from him. So let's get to George Mesa now. Jorge, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Josh. Thank you, thank you. You know, I'm so excited to have you on because, you know, you've told me business is booming for you. And so that's encouraging. And so this is going to be so important and encouraging, I think, for people out there because so many entrepreneurs like to watch the show, listen to the podcast. And so you're going to provide so much value, give us some insight about what's going on right now. And uh, before we get to what you're doing there with your company and all you're doing to help small businesses, I'm, I'm going to let you please, if you can, introduce yourself to everybody. Give us a little bit of background on you. Awesome, Josh. Well, definitely. Um, my name is George Massa. I own a company called Excellent Standard. We're basically a marketing agency that's niche and home services is our niche. 
Home services is everything between roofers, plumbers, contractors, electricians, realtors, anything that's in the home or commercial, we're really helping uh, a lot of professionals out with that. And uh, as Josh was alluding to, is something that's booming right now for us because we've learned to hone in on a niche. We're not going everywhere like I used to be uh, when I started 10 years ago. I was doing a drag car racer all the way to a bakery in New York City. So it was just so much going on. And just business and scale, especially during these times. Absolutely. And, and during these times right now, how important is it to, to really niche down? How important is that? It's 100% the success factor. I think that if you're an entrepreneur and you want to be Walmart, you're going to be in the big trouble. Um, you're already competing against an established business that's already a Walmart. So let's say your, your dream is to be an e-commerce guru and you want to start selling like a lifestyle product. I wouldn't do that. I would actually narrow it down to like skateboarders, uh, stickers for skateboarders or stickers for surfers that they can put on their surfboard. And it's more specific. It's got a brand and the brand is like California and it's got like this whole vibe that it goes with. So you have to be more niche when you're starting out. And as you expand, you get into new territories, you're free to do more things from that. But I think that the key to success when you're starting, start with a niche, sub niche, if even better, a sub niche, master it, um, dominate that and then go ahead and uh, branch out. Yes, absolutely. So tell us about now what you're doing, what you're doing right now, especially through this pandemic, these times that we're in. How are you helping small businesses, like you said, in that home service sector? And what are you doing there? Yeah, so that's, that's kind of what we've been thinking about for the past seven months is how to get these clients business when everybody's at, you know, a different mindset than before. Spending is a lot down. I had a client prior to this, um, they were in a medical field uh, originally, and they had to pivot because the uh, elective surgeries were canceled out. So, you know, that hurt me, that hurt me on that end because I lost business on that client and that client lost business. So they had to reinvent themselves. And yeah. we're seeing a lot of reinvention. Um, for myself in particular, we're going with what works. So if a client does emergency plumbing in Miami, we're going to hone in on targeting the specific neighborhoods that have been flooded, that are in, in, in need of it. So we're going with targeting as our secret sauce. Mm. And basically, we're providing uh, content that people really are going to need, not want at the moment. And that's, that's kind of how it goes down. Um, I'll give you a little bit more of the secret sauce. You always have to have an offer. So, you know, Josh, you have your podcast and let's say you want a bigger audience group. You would offer maybe like an ebook of how to kind of, uh, as an entrepreneur, how to leverage web webinars and podcasts. Mm. And that kind of audience that's targeted would come to you as an audience base. So we, we just find creative out of the box things that nobody else is really doing to generate uh, plumber new uh, appointments, which is, key for us. Our slogan is um, we turn leads into appointments because we figured out that in 1998, 99, leads were the hottest thing. And now it's 2020. So appointments are the hottest thing. So if mm. you're in this space where you're a contractor, a roofer, a plumber, an electrician, you want appointments. You don't want leads. I've had plenty of situations where a client tells me like, I'm done with leads. Like I call them and they don't remember who I am. And I want appointments. And that's kind of what we hone in on is like how to get the nurturing process where we got somebody in the system that signed up for one of your offers. We nurture them. They get to know you. You're a great person. You're not a scammer. And then we can get inside the home, which is the most important part. Once a plumber is inside a home, they're, they're probably like 70, 
at a, at a lock-in rate with that homeowner or that commercial person only because they're already in the home and they're trustworthy. So yes, it, it's a long process, especially in home services to get an appointment, but narrowing it down, you want to have a good offer. You want to have uh, nurturing. It might take a while. And once you get into that home, you kind of want to bring that excellent, uh, excellent standard of customer service, make them feel comfortable with you and sign on the dot with that contract. Absolutely. And you mentioned a, a lot of good information there. You know, just getting the appointment and getting into the home and meeting in person, you know, you're like you said, 70, 80%, you know, there already. So how are you, and without giving too much of the secret sauce and, and without what you're doing there, because you, you really honed in your craft here, but how are you able to maybe like hone in and get these better appointments for these home services industry companies? Yeah. Yeah. It has to do a lot with trust. Like yeah. I wouldn't let anybody into my home. I have a newborn baby, uh, five months old now. He's a beautiful, wow. Wow. Boy. And I have a daughter. She's about four. And I have, you know, I have my situation here where I don't like to bring people into my home. Mm. The first thing I would say, if you're listening and you're a home service professional or you're, you're in this space, you have to have trust, man. Like if you're coming in there and your, your, your campaigns are about, you know, scam, used car salesman tactics, you have to do more marketing than sales. And, you know, what Josh is doing is perfect because that's marketing, like getting in front of a camera. And telling the world that, look, like, I'm not here to scam you or rob you. I'm a good person. Here's my background. Here's how much knowledge I know. I'm not hustling you or anything like that. That's the key factor here. Like, when you're doing any marketing campaigns, do less sales and, like, front load on marketing. And marketing is, is going to suck at the front because you're doing free stuff. Like, I remember I do free stuff when it comes to something that is, I'm passionate about. So, plumbers in my area, I'm very passionate about because... I had a mentor in home services that told me, don't work with plumbers. They don't have any money. They don't pay you. And I was starting to think about that. I was like, well, how do they get new clients? Right. And I actually am, I created an incubator program that in my area, Miami, Florida, we're able to get um, plumbers and barter services. So God forbid my, my toilet ever clogs up, you know, I'm calling you. Uh, I'll do free consulting. If my toilet ever clogs up or I need your help, I'll call you up and we'll barter that service. And that actually starts from my grandfather. It, uh, you know, and he's, in, he's from another country. And uh, he had cl uh, villagers that would come to his you know, dentistry and they couldn't afford the dentist work because it's very expensive. So he would tell them, look, um, I, have a fa I have nine children and I have a wife, just bring me food. And um, you would see in our house, like pictures of a bunch of food on the table. So it was like fruits and vegetables and like the freshest steaks from the farm. They couldn't give you money, but they can give you food. So with that mentality, I came into this and I said, well, who's helping the plumbers? Well, nobody. So I'm gonna do a program for free um, in exchange for bartering. So mm. we're doing that, we're doing consulting for plumbers, logos, websites, and these are key things that help build trust. At the end of the day, what we're building is not a, a mechanism for me to make money. It's a mechanism for, for your customers to trust you because it all, it all starts and ends with trust. You will never let somebody in your home you don't trust, and a nice website would do that, a nice logo, a nice customer support feel where someone feels like, okay, I hired you, you're not disappearing with my money. That happens a lot in this industry. There's a lot of shady people that will take your money to do a contract, like a new kitchen, and they'll just disappear. Um, I think that you, know, you have to really hone in on customer service 
And again, going back to the name of my company, you have to have an excellent standard for customer service because that's how you make money. Absolutely. You know, if you don't have the customers in that standard of service, you, you don't really have anything. And I want to touch on something because how significant do you think bartering is interesting? And I think that, you know, we're in this pivoting, we're in this reimagining kind of business and how we do business. Bartering is interesting. How do you think significant that is going to play into how we do pivot or how we're going about our business? Right, right. It's not for everybody. I would say this. Yeah. If you have bills that are just due yesterday, don't do it. Um, luckily for me, I've been around, um, I think long term, I think like a chess player. Um, mm. And a chess player doesn't think of the, the move at the moment. They think of the entire board. Um, and at the end of the day, I, I think of, of controlling the board on my own. I want to have my own chess board. And it's not for everybody. If you have, if you have necessities, you have a family, if you have that, you need to go and make money. And at mm. the end of the day, that might even take upselling and cross-selling things that the client might not need. So be very, be very weary that it might not be for you. Now, for me, it works out because I, I fall under the discipleness of Gary Vee where he's just doing value and he's doing value marketing. He has his marketing plan is around value. So mm -hmm. he's creating social media content nonstop because that's bringing value to, a 18 year, to an 18 year old person that is between college and starting their own thing. And that's his route. And I think that I fall under that too because at the end of the day, I'm comfortable bartering, whereas I have investments, uh, I have real estate investments that you know pay off for me. So I'm able to do it, but it takes some time. I've done this for about 12 years, and, okay. and, it, and it takes a while for you to establish some kind of foundation of residual passive income before you can go and make uh, bartering part of your marketing strategy. Yeah, so you've been able to kind of grow your business, and now you're at a point where you can now add that bartering into your kind of portfolio and your business model. Exactly. I don't, I don't recommend it for anybody that can't afford to do it, honestly, but Hey, you know, my grandfather did it. Um, he passed on some wisdom to me and I'm just going to continue doing it for people that are literally, so this is the plum, this is the plumber's dilemma. You have yeah. to you have a couple roadblocks ahead of you. First of all, they're un, unlicensed, um, un, uninsured competitors in your space. And, that sucks to be honest with you, because you're, you know, you're, you're doing the, you're doing the good stuff to become ethical and all this. And then you have your competitors that are like, you know, they, yeah, I can fix it. Like I'll do it for like a hundred bucks. And yeah. that's their problem. You know, they're charging sometimes up to the thousand dollars to do a water restoration, a just a pipe burst. And they're, they're, they're doing all these things that require more, more manpower, more equipment. And then you got their competitors are like, yeah, I'll do it for a hundred bucks. And how are you going to compete with that? So that's where brand becomes important. And that's mm. where uh, customer service becomes important. And that's where these other unique selling points that someone like an unlicensed would not have becomes important. I mean, at the end of the day, you're insured versus, you know, you're getting someone that's not insured. Mm. So, but they need to put that out there in marketing. They, they need to make that a front piece. Like, hey, look, you can go with the cheap, the cheap route or you can come with us. We provide a, a support ticket system. Uh, you can call us if you ever feel like, you know, we didn't do a great job. We'll guarantee that we won't disappear. We've been in business for 20 years. Those are things that you have to do to, 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 to eliminate the first roadblock on like your competition being cheap and your competition undercutting you. That's important. Yeah. And the other things that are important is that saturated. I mean, you got yeah. the entry to the entry to be a plumber is not easy, but I mean, it's very saturated. The yellow page is full of plumbers. 
a lot of them don't retire until like, you know, they're very older. So they got established clients out, referrals that come in. So you're trying to climb this corp, this ladder. It's almost like yep. a corporate ladder and it's so hard to climb. And then on top of that, they don't have money to get someone like us, like to come in there, analyze their social media, analyze their marketing, email campaigns. They don't even have email campaigns. A lot of them just think it's a joke, you know, like, you know, <laughs> digital marketing, that's a joke. Um, but it's not a joke. I mean, I think that I wouldn't hire now as a millennial, I wouldn't hire somebody if they didn't have some kind of presence that mm. I can trust them inside my home. It, it goes back to the inside the home thing. Mm-hmm. So going back to it, I mean, they have a roadblock. I mean, they have the cheap labor against them. They have, you know, so much against them. And I think that it sucks that, you know, my mentor literally told me never work with a plumber. They don't have money for you. And, um, how are you going to have a sustainable economy? that relies on these type of service people that come to your home and you're not helping them out. So that's what I do. I created like that incubator program and I help them out, especially in my area. I'm very local. So if I can help local business, that's just going to spread the, the, the entire local economy. So that's where I do my part. Absolutely. You know, and, and so you've been doing this for, you know, a while now, 12 years, you said you've really honed in that craft and you provide these tools for these, for these small businesses. And we're talking about pivoting here again, how has it been pivoting through the pandemic and through COVID? How has that been? And has technology played any kind of factor into that for you? Right. It actually, it actually has and hasn't. Okay. So the, the has would be that maybe I would say competition's going to get more advanced in this area that I'm in because there's these amazing people getting laid off specifically in my area from cruise lines and tourism business. So where I'm at in Miami, it's a tourism hub. So you're having some of the best uh, at PPC and Facebook ads and all these getting laid off these gigantic tourism companies, they might branch out and do their own thing. So that's a, that's what I call a red ocean. Um, There's a very good book called blue ocean strategy. Highly recommend that book. I live by that book. Um, Actually met the author, the co-author of that. And we got to talking about a little bit about, the methodology and and basically the methodology states that if you're doing something understand that what you're doing might be a red ocean saturated there's a bunch of sharks in the water that are have been eating there what you need to create is a blue ocean so mm-hmm. with covid and everything that's going on the, the the moral of the story is what's your blue ocean and you know taking you josh for example what's your blue ocean you know entrepreneurship podcast that's that's already that's already maybe red ocean mm-hmm. for you it could be honing in on a sub niche that nobody's thinking about, you know what I'm saying? Like augmented reality, virtual reality, doing the first virtual reality podcast webinar with entrepreneurs. That could be your blue ocean. So it's, it's about getting people that are creative like myself and my team to help you think about these things you never thought about. And those things work. I mean, at the end of the day, the PR, you go on Forbes and, and read, uh, you know, Josh and his virtual reality podcast, the first one ever done for entrepreneurs. You know, people put on a VR headset and they're watching the, the entrepreneur podcast and, and it's just like this experience that people are getting. And I think that that's how you pivot in these times is that you really need to be out of the box creative. If not, you're just another red ocean. You're just another saturated guy that everybody can go to. Like, it's just not going to work. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You actually got me thinking now. I'm taking notes here. I'm like, hey, you got me thinking about, um, you know, outside of the box thinking. I think that's what, like you said, works and what you need to do now more than ever. Do you think now more than ever, though, the playing field is more level for like for beginners, for startups, for young entrepreneurs wanting to get into some of their passions? Or, or how do you see, is it all a red ocean? 
Well, it's both. I would say <laughs> it's Red Ocean because the minute you go on YouTube or on TikTok, look up all these gurus. And if you see a person that is telling you, like, I made $15,000 in one day on Facebook ads, that's a Red Ocean already. Mm. Like, that's my, that's my, like, radar, right? Like, yeah. I'll go on YouTube and see a kid, like, 18 years old, like, oh, I make, like, 100000 a month. And I'm like, that's a Red Ocean. Because as soon as you say that out loud, everybody in that age group plus everybody else watching that video is going to try Facebook ads. And they're going to do Shopify. And they're going to do drop shipping, And it's dead. It's going to die. It's going to make your life a living hell. Because you're, you're thinking, oh, I can do this with like $2,000 and you're going to lose your $2,000 right away. So I would say to that, in these times, especially, it's totally harder, but it's easier. Now, the easier part falls with what's available as content. Mm -hmm. If you're able to discern, and this is a very important word, discern between, and excuse my French, the bullshit yeah. and the real, you're able to accelerate your, your success right away. And usually, let me give you my tip on how I discern. I'll talk to somebody, look them in the eyes. And if I feel like they're selling me something or they're selling me some crap, I'm going to ADD myself from that conversation. And I'm going to just say, you know, it's a, you know, great meeting you. Uh, here's my business card. We, we could do some business. But at this time, I, I got something else. I got somewhere else to be. Yeah. So you have to be able to kind of discern from the crap that's out there and, and find the good content. Like the good content is like a needle in a haystack right now. Yes. Um, there's very few people that want to give without anything in return. And with that said, I can, I can just say uh, there's, like, there's a handful of people that, that love to give and find those people. Find your tribe. I tell this to all my clients. It's like, find your tribe. And that means that you have your, your values. Find people with similar values. And there's a really good movie I love. It's uh, The Fast and the Furious Part 1. And if you ever watch the Fast and Furious, you got Dominic, which is like the main guy and he serves dinner. And then there's this fight at the dinner table and he says, everybody just shut up and eat. And they all just, they all just kind of like, you know what? You're right. We're a family. Why are we fighting? Yeah. So find your family, find your tribe. I always tell people, I got two types of people. I know acquaintances and family. I don't have friends. I don't have coworkers. I don't have anything else. I have acquaintances and family. And I'll give you an example, how you test these type of people. Call them up and say, hey, I'm moving. Can you help me? They won't help you. If they won't help you, they're acquaintances. If they, if they say, all right, when do you need me? I got a truck. When do you need me? That's family. And mm. that's what you need to surround yourself with, especially to be successful. As you scale your business, you have to scale with family. You cannot scale with, you know, a remote team somewhere that's not willing to take a bullet for you. At the end of the day, to be in this, in this industry long term, whatever industry, you need to surround yourself with good people that have your back whenever you're sick, they can call you and say, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. You're, you know, you're getting a cut. I got you. And yes. then the difference between that is key, especially now, you know, people are getting sick and, and flu season's coming yes. up. You know, you need to have somebody that, that's able to watch your back and care about you as much as you care about them. You know, that's so important, George, because, and I think too, for younger people now, because being able to discern, I think is, is going to be, well, it already is. Like you just said, we're so bombarded. The minute we get on any platform, social media with, like you said, bullshit, it's just, we're bombarded with it. And being able to discern through that, I think, especially for, for younger people, you know, it's going to be important. It's going to be super important. And uh, I think I just thank you for sharing that because that is, you know, how, how do you think, cause I have younger children. Um, you, you have, you, you know, young too. So how, how, what do you see like in the future or coming up the, you know, younger 
children coming up into, you know, online and these different platforms. How do you see all, see all this and how are we able to help our children and young folks discern from all this stuff? Right, right. So as parents, especially entrepreneurship in, in our minds, I think that we have maybe a, an advantage that the, uh, I would say like the employee mindset parent would have. So I would never rely on education and mm. social and any of that does for my children. I am every Saturday going to pay them $20 to sit through a one hour, two hour homeschooling course that I'm going to give them. I'm going to teach my children about taxes. I'm going to teach my children about uh, freedom, financial freedom, uh, things that you don't learn in these institutions. Um, at the end of the day, these institutions are here to create great employers and employees and worker bees. So we need to get out of that mindset as entrepreneurship parents to teach our, our children more than they're learning in the classroom. Uh, for, for instance, I'm thinking about, you know, I'll take my children to, uh, to see clients. I want them to, to learn that this is how you deal with clients, uh, look at them in the eye, shake their hand, be, be authentic. So then when you're about 24, 25, ready to start your career, you can take that old school mentality where like, you're not relying on the awkwardness of social media. And mm. I think that's what it is. I think a lot of kids are awkward. Um, it's not their fault. You know, they're, they're raised in front of a, uh, of a screen. Uh, a lot of breakups are actually happening over the text messaging. Uh, you know, that, that's a weird thing. I think that you need to kind of, you know, go in person and break up with somebody. And, and I think that they're lacking what we had when we were growing up. You know, um, my mom would never care. I would go on a bicycle and I would just go with my friends like miles away and come home like at eight o'clock. Yes. And we had an adventure, you know, and I learned diversity. I learned adversity. I learned everything through that. So I, I know that times are going to be completely different. But what I can say is it comes down to the parents. Mm. It, are you going to let the technology raise them or are you going to raise them? Yeah, that's important right there. I love your mindset really on education because you, you something I'm very passionate about and, and interested in too is education and how that kind of looks into the future. And I think maybe this pandemic maybe has forced us to kind of re, even reimagine education a little bit. Um, I love your whole take on, you know, teaching your children what they don't teach in school because you're exactly right. And I can totally relate to because it's, it is weird every day when we were children was literally an adventure and we would just be going out who knows where, like you said, and then come back at night and the parents didn't think twice about it. You know, we just, oh, we're, you know, we're all over and here we are, you know, so, and it's so interesting now to have our children raised, like you said, in front of screens in this, in this online world. And so I think that is important. And I think that's the key to helping our children discern and have that old school meant, you know, now we can say old school mentality, but absolutely right. I'm so glad you picked up on that. Um, so, you know, meeting the new expectation, I think that's huge. And I think you are someone who is meeting that the new expectations. You're doing it with, with your clients. Um, you know, for anyone right now, just maybe we've got some young minds watching and young entrepreneurs. What can you you know, you, you've kind of already alluded to a lot of this, but what can you help them with? You know, how can they meet the new expectation? Or maybe they're even an older established business and they're still hanging on. How can they meet the new expectation right now? Right. I think that they need to start reading this book called The Blue Ocean Strategy. I think that too many people want to create businesses and services and solutions that already have a solution. Um, as an entrepreneur, as someone, as even a, a high-performing employee when I, you know, when I worked in corporate America was, you're always going to separate yourself from an employee to a high-performing employee. 
when you do the following. You solve problems. Mm. If every day you work, you wake up and you go to your job and you're given work, you're an, you're an employee. If every day you go into your job and you start to look at things that are broken and bring that to your boss every time and you fix it, you're a high performing employee. And I think that it, it goes hand in hand to be a high performer in corporate America and a high performer as an entrepreneur. It's hand in hand, right? Mm-hmm. It's, a ment- it's a mentality mindset that people get into a bad habit of early on just showing up to a place and doing what they're told. I think that that's, that's up to the person. If they want to make their life where they're making 40, 50 a year, and that's where they're happy, I'm, I'm not going to say anything. I've met people that are happy making 40, 50 a year. That's cool and all. Now, if you want more for yourself, you want to make six figures, seven figures, eight figures, nine figures, you need to take yourself completely out of that mentality. Nobody's going to give you work. You need to constantly approach a client and say, you know, just really quickly, what's your biggest urgency right now? What are you looking for? Oh, you know, I don't have any appointments. Oh, cool. That's, that's what we do. So let's just talk it out. Let's map it out. Some consulting first. You're solving an issue. You're solving a problem that that person has. They're more likely to pay you. If you go into it and say, hey, um, you know, ABC company, what's, you know, what's your biggest problem? Oh, well, you know, we have appointments. Oh, cool. Like, here's what I do. I would want to work for you. Just put a checklist of things I got to do for you. That person is not a consultant. That person that you're going to get a job from is not an expert. They're relying on you to be the expert and for you to solve their pain point. So we're seeing a lot of that. Um, I call it the employee mindset and just more mindset. Or is someone that just constantly finds solutions. An employee constantly brings up problems. And you're going to see it. When you're in corporate America, you're going to be tested to be an entrepreneur more than you think. They're calling it entrepreneur. You're owning your space. So if you're getting hired as a social media coordinator for uh, Starbucks, they're not going to care that, you know, that you do your checklist work. Mm. They're going to care more that you're able to be promoted. And these are things that I've seen from my own two eyes as an executive leadership uh, background that I've seen is that high performers are people that can get the job done at a higher level as a superstar. The LeBron James of what they do, the Kobe's, the, you know, the the Messi's, that, that level of work, they get recognized and they get promoted fast. If you're not seeing yourself get promoted in two, three years, get out. You know what I'm saying? You need to get out, whether it's your own business, whether it's a different, different industry, you need to get yourself where you're a high performer. And in 10 years or, or maybe like six or eight years, if you're still in the same spot in your life, you're not promoted. You're in the same spot. You need to get out because you graduated that school. Um, if you didn't graduate that school, go to a new school. You need to learn that everything in the universe is called the universe because it's a university. And if you're not able to excel, you're never going to get to where you want to be. Man, you just dropped a whole lot of stuff. And I really, there's some people out there listening right now because, you know, I've seen it also too, George, where that's where it is right now. It's like, if you are, you can't just check, like you said, check off the box anymore. They're not looking for that. They're looking for how are you handling this? How are, how are you able to act quickly and also um, anticipate and solve problems that you are seeing right now and to make it better more streamlined whatever the case is so you know i really hope there's some people listening out there taking notes because i am and you are providing a lot of value and knowledge today i just really appreciate that remind us now all where can we go for those of us interested right now where can we go to your website to learn more about what you're doing what we can do of course excellentstandard.com so the word excellent means that's the standard that I wanted to have. Um, I looked at a couple of domains. They had good, good standard. They had great standard. No, we're excellent. 
excellent means that from one to five, you're always a five. So if a client like, you know, say like you had an issue at that, that's just nagging at you and you needed someone to kind of like shoot ideas with, whatever the scenario is, I'm going to come to you with excellent, my excellent performance. Mm. And I look at it like sports, like you, you want to get paid. You want to get paid like LeBron James. You want to get paid like Michael Jordan. You want to get paid at that echelon. You need to be excellent all the time. It's a consistency thing, but it's also a performance thing. So when I looked at what the culture that I wanted to build for my team was, I said, I want you to have, I want you to bring your A game all the time because mm. that's the excellent standard that we're providing. So excellentstandard.com, go in the contact, fill out whatever you need to. If you want to talk to me directly, mentoring or anything that you want to just do it, do it. I don't, I help everybody out. You know, I was a, a former uh, volunteer for something called score.org and I was doing over a hundred clients and mentorship for free. And I felt like those businesses really took off afterward. So come to me if you want anything in terms of marketing, career, uh, leadership, anything like that, I'll definitely help out. Thank you so much. I mean, that is so impactful and huge what you're doing. You know, I call people like you guiding lights. You're a true help and you're a true beam of light shining on us that we can use to guide us in our own journeys to success, entrepreneurship, um, and our own self-discovery. So thank you for, you know, all that you're doing, George. Now, I'm going to leave all the descriptions in the links in the description here. And then, uh, but I'm going to give you the final words on what you like to say to the audience today. Drink your own Kool-Aid. So, so basically you're going to have family and friends and acquaintances that are going to hate on you. And you're going to have a lot of challenges and roadblocks. You're going to have a lot of competition. There's going to be a lot of noise. Drink the, the way you do this is put yourself in five years, like close your eyes, put yourself five years in the, in the future. And, but look at yourself in the limousine going toward, toward your G5 jet or whatever to get flown out to LA to do a Jimmy Kimmel, show because you're that you're that you're the lebron of what you do right then open your eyes and say i believe a hundred thousand million percent i believe i'm that person and drink your own kool-aid and never stop because that's how it starts i think the key is that too many people especially maybe younger they they want the overnight success you're never going to get the overnight success i know friends of mine that make millions of dollars and they'll tell you straight up it took me seven six to seven years to build relationships with like commercial general I need to make this money now. I was sleeping in my car. I was doing these things, but you need to think long-term, drink your Kool-Aid. Don't let anybody stop you. You'll never, you'll never fail if you think like that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, George. Powerful, impactful, valuable stuff. Uh, I really appreciate you. Thank you for being on the show today. And thank you for sharing what you're doing also at Excellent Standard as well. For sure, Joshua. Thank you very much. Cheers to you. It's been a great, uh, great interview. I can't wait to do this again in the future. Absolutely. I'm going to have you back on. So cheers to you as well. And we'll talk to you next time. Wow. What a great conversation. Uh, thank you again, George, for being on the show today and talking to us about your passion for entrepreneurship um, and, and sharing your story with us today. I hope you guys took some notes because I did. And there's a lot in there that is practical and tactical. So go ahead, use that advice, apply it with what you're doing and uh, watch your business grow as well. Guys, I just want to say, again, thank you so much for watching, tuning in. I really hope you enjoyed this content. 
Uh, and I hope you enjoy the stories and the people that I have on the show with you. If you do like, please, I would ask you to please like, share, subscribe. That would mean so much to me if you did. And if you want to get reminded about when a new MindShift does drop, please turn on notifications because then we'll remind you when a new MindShift show does drop. New MindShift, new guest, and a new conversation. If you're still wondering who in the heck is Joshua Kangley, please go to www.hellomynameisjosh.com. There you'll learn more about me. All you need to know about me is right there on my website. And uh, also, all of my archived podcasts and shows are available there for your pleasure as well. Now, if you have any questions about me, the show, or any guests on the show, or if you think you know someone who should be on the show, please email Josh at hello, my name is josh.com. Also, if you're listening on the go to the audio version, please head over to YouTube Tuesdays, 6 p.m. Central. That's when a new MindShift show does drop and you can watch the conversation there. Also, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Central, I go live there on YouTube so you can engage with me and ask questions uh, as well there on the live Thursdays, 6 p.m. Central. Guys, I just want to say thank you so much again for watching, tuning in, being a part of my journey on this show. It's been a great, great journey, and there's way more to come. I have some great guests lined up, some great mind shifts, some great inspirational stories to share with you uh, as we keep the conversation going. Again, my name is Joshua Kangley, and thank you so much. Until next time, I'll talk to you later.